All right, welcome back. You know, the situation that was unfolding last night in Maine was uh, just, it was heartbreaking. 18 people dead, 13 injured in just a horrific mass shooting at two different locations in the Lewiston, Maine area. Now, there was a lot of confusion about how many people were 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 shot and killed last night, how many people were injured. But authorities today uh, held a press conference, including Maine Public Safety Commissioner Mike Soschuk, who says hundreds of police officers are searching for Robert Card, a 40-year-old firearms instructor and U.S. Army reservist. Now, according to military officials, commanders in the Army's in the Army Reserve's 3rd Battalion, 304th Infantry Regiment, became concerned in mid-July that Robert Card was acting erratically while the unit was training at the U.S. Military Academy at West Point, New York. That's when New York State Police took Card to the Keller Army Community Hospital at West Point for evaluation after he claimed he was hearing voices and threats to shoot up the military base. There are eight... uh, uh, warrants, uh, uh, there's a warrant issued for Card on eight counts of murder because only eight of the 18 have been ID'd. The rest, uh, he says, will uh, more charges will come as more people become identifiable. Where is the, the, what is the state of this investigation now? That's where Mike Bouchard joins us, the Oakland County Sheriff, of course, uh, also with the major county sheriffs uh, of America. Uh, Sheriff, good to have you, first of all. Um, talk to us a little bit about, and, and you unfortunately have had to deal with this over the last couple of years, but when you're when you're training for a mass shooting situation, how important is it to be up to date on that training? Oh, it's, it's critically important, and it's critical to learn what's happened in other scenarios, not just around our state, our country, but our world. And so that informs our training. So, for example, after Mumbai, the multiple jurisdictional attack where there were multiple venues that got hit by multiple teams, that's when I called all the chiefs in Oakland County and we met in my office and decided to start training together. That was back in 2006 on active assailants so that we all had the same training, the same protocol, go find the threat immediately, no waiting, no staging, go to the threat, go to the chaos, and uh, make sure the threat is eliminated. Mm -hmm. Stop the threat. That's your first job. And if you don't have that training and you don't have that mindset, then you end up with Parkland and Uvalde. And so that's critically important. But then also how you integrate and work together in a manhunt um, uh, that they have in this situation is critically important too. And we're also blessed in our region to – region area to have great partnership with our um, local agencies, all the police chiefs partner together, our state and our feds. We work seamlessly together. So it sounds like they have that there, but that is something that needs to be built and trained and practiced before an event so you can wipe out as many hiccups as possible during an event. When it comes to a manhunt uh, like we're seeing here in Maine now or, or the surrounding states, what goes into that? What kind of intel are you looking at? What kind of resources are you using to try to track somebody down? Well, without getting into specific tracking things, because obviously we don't want our 
sure. uh, adversaries to know how we do that. But I can say on a high level, you know, the first thing they typically do is look for known associates, friends, family, uh, places he's frequented. Does he have a cabin? Does he have a place that he's gone that he's comfortable, that he knows the woods or a particular area? So you start to look for where he may fall back to as a place of comfort or a place of refuge. That would be the first step. So, you know, obviously I imagine they've already determined whether he has a cabin or a cottage or knows someone that does or has frequented a spot. Um, what was accessible within that region before he got outside their perimeter. All of those will be going into that kind of mindset. Do you think that with the severity of a case like this, there there are still things to learn? I mean, you know, he, he hit up two different locations. He ditched his vehicle. What 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 traits do you look at here and say, ah, this is something that I need to make sure we, we, we cover again or shore up here at home? I'll get a very detailed brief on this, as I have every active shooter in the world for the whole time I've been sheriff. And so each one usually has something that did that they did right and something maybe that you can learn that maybe didn't go as well as it should. So, for example, with Virginia Tech, you had the shooter that used change to lock one side of the uh, education hall and then came in the other. So people had to go past him to get out. And it also limited entrance for public safety responders. So right after that, I ordered bolt cutters to be placed into our patrol cars so that we could get into a building that had a similar impediment. And we also train how to breach buildings if necessary. But all of those things that you see and learn from each situation informs what you need to think about and how you need to train. You, you've been on, on a lot of different uh, sides in this world. You've held a lot of different positions, obviously, a sheriff in Oakland County. You've been on the policy side of things. It, there are people out there that, that say, what is what can we do to stop these things? What can be done? Do we address mental health? Do we have stricter gun laws? Is there well, really is there what 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 do you tell people that come up to you and ask similar questions? Well, certainly you have to connect the dots between military um, information. I mean, that that they found out after the Fort Hood shooting that, you know, he would have been prohibited from accessing uh, weapons and other things had information from Fort Hood been shared or from the military mm-hmm. been shared prior to the Fort Hood. So we have to share information, number one. Number two, if somebody is, is having a, a mental health crisis, Uh, We've got to do everything we can to help them, but we also have to make sure that they're not a danger to themselves or others. So if you've got somebody going in saying, I'm hearing voices telling me to shoot up a military base, man, that that is very problematic that that person is is still in a position to have weapons until he's declared, in, in my opinion, mentally, you know, capable of of not having a challenge hearing voices and being told to go do shootings. I mean, that, that's clearly one of the first things that jumps to the top. A, share information with the military, but B, connect the dots when somebody has already clearly. It sounds like they're going through a, a breakdown. 100%, without question. And yeah. so how is he still in a position to, to not A, be being treated, uh, actively treated, and B, in a position to still, you know, have and use weapons. And those will all be questions that they'll have to ask and answer in 
Maine. Yeah, and I and I imagine when once you get a detailed rundown of of what went right, what went wrong, I imagine that will be one of the questions at the top of the list. Uh, Sheriff Mike Bouchard, always good to talk with you. Thank you for your time and insight. Anytime, my pleasure. I I I just continue to to struggle with the fact that for for those people in that community, I mean, much like what we dealt with here locally with Oxford, there were people's lives changed forever. There are people that aren't going to see their loved ones again, and it is it it is tough to swallow. In the meantime, there is a manhunt still. There are people still fearful that there is a a person on the loose that is obviously unstable, that is a that is a murderer, and that is considered armed and dangerous. And and there is a, certainly a fear uh, in the main area that that this person still has not yet been caught. Uh, coming up next, a very special event taking place tonight. I will be there, uh, but it has to do with helping our veterans and their families. We'll talk about that next as we continue here on JR Afternoon, right here on WJR. Don't go anywhere.